a lot of people ask me how long it takes to find a job. And the answer depends upon a lot of different personal factors and the industry you're in. But the real question they want to know is, why isn't their job search working? Hi, this is Diana Burnell O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. A lot of people are trying to change jobs right now, but many are still struggling with their job search. Today, we look at the results you're getting and how to diagnose the problem. If you think part of the issue is your resume, join us on March 19 for a resume workshop online. Information in the show notes or our website, jobtalkweekly.com. Okay, let's jump in. So how long should it take to find a job? Often three months is the starting point for a typical job change, not an entire career change. We'll get to that in a second. So if you're going from one job to another, you're an accountant here, but you want to be an accountant there, three months is about the range. But so much depends upon the industry. High demand industries like healthcare, nurses are getting hired on the spot. Out here in California, up the road, a hospital is offering a $30,000 sign-on bonus for an RN. Sign up now. Places like universities and government offices are known for taking more time through the job search process. Now, the other factor at play is your own skill set. Let's say you meet the criteria for the job, but you also have additional software skills. You know Mandarin. Maybe you've got the high end of the experience they're looking for. Your job search should go faster. But when you're making a total career change, doing something different, then it likely takes longer. So that same accountant who now wants to get into marketing is probably looking at five to six months or more and definitely needs to be using their networking, their connections, and referrals to help them get in the door. We'll talk more about that in a second. If you're applying for jobs that are vastly different from what you do today, the more time it can take. Money plays a factor, too. It always does. The more money you make, it usually takes you longer to find the right fit because there are fewer jobs at the six-figure mark. Whether it's $150,000 or $200,000, the more money you make, the longer it's probably going to take you. Of course, if you are already on the radar for recruiters, they might be able to get you into a few clients who are also hiring. But sometimes the larger companies can take a long time if they want to put candidates through their paces and meet different people in the organizations. So many people I've spoken to recently are reporting that it's taken them about four to five months to find a good job. Now, if you're unhappy with the results you're having, let's try to diagnose where the problem lies. There are often three different scenarios. The first scenario, you aren't getting called at all. You're not being asked for a phone screen, no first interviews, total silence. So I would start to look to see if there's a disconnect between your resume and the jobs that you're applying for. Are you shooting too high? Now, there's nothing wrong with going for a job that is a little higher than what you're doing now. You want that, again, using the accountant example, the accountant wants to be an accounting manager or move up to a more senior level position. But if he's applying for a CFO job and he doesn't have the experience, then he's shooting too high. Now, other candidates are shooting too low and you appear overqualified. And I know that is such a tricky conversation. So many people think it's fine. I don't mind if I'm overqualified. 
But guess what? The company does. When they see overqualified candidates, they worry about a few things. First, they think you're just applying because you're desperate and you might take another job anyway. So they don't even know if you're going to make it through the process. Second, if they do hire you, they're afraid that you're going to get bored and move on after six months or a year. And I know you say that maybe that you want to make that move and it's okay if you're overqualified. But trust me, the managers, especially the HR directors, they have been through it before. And they have been burned because other people came in who were overqualified and indeed were unhappy a year or two later. The other issue for people who are overqualified is the HR manager looks at your resume and says, well, that person has got to be making too much money. We can't afford to bring them in. And don't forget, even if companies can't ask for your salary history, go back and listen to our episode on pay transparency and salary history bans to learn more, the number of years you've been out in the workforce is an indicator. And even if they're interested in you, they might have equity issues on the job. So maybe they are only paying their accountants $75,000, but when they see that you've got 10 or 15 years of experience, they're afraid that you're already making more. Now, the second scenario I see is maybe you're getting called in for an interview, a phone call, but you're not getting offers. I would then reevaluate your interviewing skills. Are you practicing? How were your answers? What questions did you ask? Were you fully prepared? And the video conferencing can be so hard. I get it. But you've got to practice and make sure that you have practiced with a friend, with an outsider, with someone on all the different options, Zoom or Skype or Teams or whatever they have. I know too many candidates lately who did fine on the phone screen and maybe even had an in-person, but it's during that Zoom interview that things fall apart and you don't want that to happen. The third scenario could be you're actually getting offers, but you're turning them down because they're not right. So it's up to you to assess what's the disconnect. Are you applying for certain jobs just because you think that's the next logical step in your career, but you're really not excited when the offer comes in? So if that's the case, it's time to do some soul searching. What is the ideal offer that you really want? No matter where you are in the process, you should always be checking in on the mechanics, the tools that you're using. Who has reviewed your resume for you? your LinkedIn profile, even your cover letters and the introductory emails you're using. Having someone else take a look provides a fresh perspective, whether it's a friend or a trusted confidant that you're working with in the process. That's why people do go to career coaches to gain an outside perspective from someone who has seen a zillion resumes. If you're not working with a paid professional to get some help, make sure the friend you're using is someone who has done a lot of hiring and can give you some candid feedback. If you do want some best practices, we're doing a resume workshop on Saturday, March 19, a small group session online so that you can hear some best practices and make some adjustments. See what's working for other people, too. Now, what type of process are you using? Are you doing a reactive search, just applying for a ton of jobs that you see online because you think more is better? This numbers game can backfire. You can get so discouraged. Now, taking a proactive approach means you are relying on your network to go after what you want at the types of companies you want. We did an episode on the proactive approach last year that you might want to go back and revisit. Basically, it means connecting with people in your field, having conversations, even when a company has not posted a job. That way, when something does open up, you are top of mind. 
Remember, managers spend months mapping out new positions, changing the org chart, figuring out what's missing on their team. Even when people do quit, the company takes a pause to reassess what they need. Even if a company doesn't have a job posted, internally they may be talking about what they need. And that's why networking and informational interviews can be so helpful. You can get on the radar and learn what is coming up before they have even advertised a job. This is what recruiters call the hidden job market. Companies are considering things, but they haven't posted it yet. If you feel like your process and your resume are in good shape, maybe it's time to revisit your goals. Are you applying for the right job for you? Part of the proactive approach means really focusing on your skills and interests in the types of places where you can thrive. A more focused search can help you be more successful in the long run. First of all, because all of the interviewing that you're doing has you focused in on the same language, the same vocabulary, the same network and industry. You will be a more skilled candidate. Being focused also helps ensure that you aren't pounding the pavement two years from now because you're unhappy. Is job fulfillment at the center of your search? If not, take some time to figure out what job fulfillment means for you. If you're applying for the right jobs, then those offers will mean so much more when they do come in. So get an outside perspective so you can check your progress. You don't want to be wasting your time. If you aren't 100% confident that your resume is working for you, maybe you check out our resume workshop on March 19 or another one coming up after that. Because the sooner you improve your process, the sooner you can find a great job. And use your network. Job fulfillment is way too important to rely on random job listings. So take control of your search, be proactive, and find the right fit for you. We're here to help. Thanks for listening. Good luck. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Job Talk Weekly. Leave us a review. Let us know what topics you want to hear. And we're always on socials on Instagram and Facebook, Job Talk Weekly, and our website, jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.